Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. A commentary from uh, Daryl Bricker, president and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs, and it ran on Global News just a little earlier in the week. Daryl, I'm sorry, if I pause here and I sound like I don't know what I'm doing, it's not that I don't know what I'm doing, I just don't know what the computer's doing. So uh, <laughs> it's good to have you with us, Daryl. Thanks for taking the time. Where's Daryl? Over. Okay, now we have you. Ah, uh, good. Uh, our computer overlords are taking over. Well, I think so. I think so. It's kind of like you know, you're at the starting gate in the in, uh, on the grid on the, uh, the the racetrack, and you put your foot on the gas, and nothing happens. Yeah, that's not good. So let's start with what you wrote about, and I found your column to be uh, very, very interesting because. You made a distinction between what is maybe being said by uh, people in media and government, people like me perhaps, and what Canadians are feeding back to you and back to Ipsos when you ask questions about how Canadians feel about what's going on, specifically what was going on and is still going on in some cases with the blockades. What are you hearing? Well, there's a, a number of contradictions. They, they would seem at the, uh, you know, at a superficial level to be contradictions, but they, they actually link together into uh, quite a coherent, I would say, perspective on this issue. So the first contradiction, I would say, is that uh, people believe that this issue is really a political issue. So in other words, uh, the fact that the government hasn't been able to uh, get the country back on track. They haven't, uh, from the perspective of either the transportation, uh, rail system, the, the port system, or, in, in fact, uh, negotiations and reconciliation with the Aboriginal community, that they would be severely punished by the public as a result of that. Uh, and the truth is, in our numbers at least, we're not showing much of a decline. That doesn't mean that uh, it won't happen, uh, but at the current moment it isn't happening. It hasn't happened to the degree that a lot of people are assuming. So that's the first point. Second point is that people are not, their desire to have reconciliation with the Aboriginal community is not the core of what's going on in this issue. So there's a lot of conversation about uh, governance in the Aboriginal community. There's a lot of conversation about um, uh, the, the life conditions of Aboriginal Canadians uh, that goes on in the media in terms of commentary that is not really uh, being, uh, it's not really in the lens of this conversation right now. What's happened is it's really moved to a question of law and order, which is what I've uh, uh, argued in my um, in the piece that I wrote for Global News. So this thing is not being seen as a political issue. It's not even really being seen as an indigenous issue now. It's really shifting over into being a law and order issue. It was always going to do that. Uh, yeah, but if you, if uh, I would agree with you, absolutely. I've been through a few of these now. I was uh, working on Oka at the time. I certainly was uh, doing polling around the time of Idle No More. Uh, this is just one more event, and that, that is the trajectory of the issue. Mm-hmm. But when you read a lot of what, uh, uh, say, for example, various columnists are writing or what you're seeing on social media or, or uh, even in, in some of the, the coverage that's going on in, in many of, the, uh, of the, the, the news coverage part of it, the, the focus doesn't seem to really be on the law and order issue. It's on the other stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I've also heard people say uh, the First Nations band councils and communities that signed on to uh, TMX and also to the to the British Columbia um, liquid natural gas pipeline 
they're, they're not given much attention either. And just in the recent days, we've been hearing more about the band councils. So perhaps some of the information that's been going out has been selective. I've had the political conversations where Mr. Trudeau's performance has been described by uh, Ken Coates at the University of Saskatchewan, who's one of the real experts on indigenous issues. He's described in successive weeks the prime minister's actions and reactions to be timid. So we, we, I, do, do we then have really two, I don't want to call them polar opposites, but two opposites um, engaged at the same time? It wouldn't be the first time. I mean, we, we no, it wouldn't have, be, would it? Yeah, yeah no, we tend to have our Laurentian elite conversation, and then we have our everybody else conversation. Right, right. And so the Laurentian elite, the people who are really into politics, they're really into the legal issues, you know, the lawyers and all those folks, they have their own TikTok that goes on, in, you know, in, uh, in, in, the, in the world of what goes on on Parliament Hill or what's going on in negotiations and all that kind of thing, where the average person is sitting out there saying, explain to me why I'm sitting on this train, go, yeah. go train going from downtown Toronto to Hamilton and I don't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah. What is this? Daryl, tell me this. Do you find that it takes time for people to actually become vocal uh, to the point that they'll actually say, yeah, I'll tell you what I think. Does it take time for Canadians to get into that frame of mind? I've, look, I've been on this train, and this has happened to me now for four or five days in a row, and now I'm finally fed up enough that I'm going to talk about this. Uh, I think on the surveys there's a fairly consistent uh, points uh, that, that you, you see over time that, that tend to get highlighted as you go through events like this. So, for you know, one of the examples is... Uh, uh, the issue of, uh, of of Aboriginal reconciliation. So, at a superficial level, uh, the public generally supports that. So, seventy five percent of the people in our polling say yes, we should be doing something on that front. But then, when we get into uh, more details and we start paying more attention to, say, for example, like Aboriginal governance, that's when uh, people who normally are, are you know at the at the superficial level supportive of things, they start to get confused and start asking more questions. And to the extent, and this is the, one of the problems that the protesters really don't get, is that to the extent that people pay more attention to the, these kinds of things, that the, the difficulties and the differences and the problems, and you were mentioning them before, for example, the, the Wet'suwet'en uh, community being split on this, they, they, this starts now becoming part of the, part of the discussion, and, and, which actually does not reflect well on the people who are doing things like, like blockading. Yeah. So, Daryl, in about 60 seconds, and I do appreciate you coming on and sharing the sure. information and the perspective you've been able to gather from the, from the polling. What's the takeaway? The takeaway is that uh, over time, so the trajectory on the, on the public opinion on this is opposition is growing. Support for, uh, I would say, more direct police intervention in terms of uh, uh, stopping the blockades or uh, breaking down the blockades is growing. And uh, I would expect to see that strengthen if the, as this continues. Always great talking to you. Thank you so much for the time today. Thanks, Rick. Daryl Bricker, President and CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.